0: They watched the doctor walk out of the room, and Harry's need to know more was so strong that he almost shouted out. But he had no right to demand information, he had no right to anything. He felt the two women in the corner watching him, they had been listening to every word. It's wonderful, isn't it? he said, in a loud voice, addressing them both. The National Health Service, such dedicated staff. They looked away. But she's good, said Kim. I didn't say she wasn't. He thought she was going to argue. The old Kim would have dived in to deliver a lecture on the public ownership of essential services, from each according to his ability, to each according to his need. But she said nothing. So, what now? said Harry. We wait. Her eyes had no expression. Or at least, I wait. You can do what you like. Here? You can go in if you want. It's the bed on the left. Are you coming? Not now. She looked so small and defenceless, sitting there in the bland chair against the blank wall. It didn't suit her. Kim was a fighter. He said... I could go home and get some stuff for you. A change of clothes? She shook her head. But he understood that. If life is shit, a clean pair of jeans isn't going to help. And she'd never cared much about the way she looked anyway. It was Eva who cared, with her long hippie skirts and beads and trailing scarves. Harry swallowed. Do you want me to ring anyone? Like who? your mother he could almost hear her voice i've never been very good with illness i find it so draining i rang her this morning she can't come harry nodded he wouldn't have expected anything else your father she looked at him as if he were stupid why would i want you to ring my father because he's family And that's what you do at a time like this. You gather people around who might help, even if you haven't seen them for years. What about Jake? Kim stood up so suddenly the chair jumped. Harry, if you don't shut up, I'm going to find somewhere else to sit, Okay? This is not some mess that needs you to barge in and take control. I've done everything that has to be done. I rang you because I thought I should but I don't need you. I'm fine on my own. She was shaking. After a while, she sat down, but she kept her head turned towards the window, although you couldn't see anything, trees, red buses, ambulances, because of the white slatted blinds. Harry felt in his jacket pocket for his phone. I'm going outside. I'll be back later. If she heard, she gave no sign. In the corridor, which smelt of warm disinfectant, Harry, in his city suit, handmade, cashmere, leant back against the wall. The hopelessness made his body feel light, his bones hollow. Kim felt sick. The effort of standing up to Harry had swallowed the last bit of energy she had, She wished she had something in her pocket to eat, an old packet of mints, some chocolate, but she had nothing. She didn't even have any cash in her purse. That would have been something he could have helped with. He always had money, notes folded over in thick wads, ready to be peeled off and spent. That your boyfriend? said one of the women in the corner. They were both staring at her. Kim shook her head. I wouldn't say no to him, said the bigger one. Her hair was pulled back so tight that the skin on her forehead was smooth and shiny. She wore gold hoop earrings. Both the women laughed. He looks like that actor off the telly, said the woman with the earrings to her friend. The Italian one, who's always smiling, you know. She turned back to Kim. So, who is he then? Kim realised she was shivering. She ran her hands up and down her arms.